everybody. Welcome to episode 13 of the podcast that goes Nick. I'm your host, Jason Minimal. And this episode is going to be a bonus mini-sode about the end of the current Wolverine solo series and kind of where we go next. Alright, well, speaking of next, here we go. Okay, so Wolverine, uh, volume whatever this is, <laughs> comes to a close with issue number 317. That's going to be the last Wolverine, and then um, you know, we'll talk about what comes next after we talk about the issue. Alright, so this is Covenant Conclusion. <laughs> That's the name of the chapter, Conclusion. Alright, it's written by Colin Bunn, penciled by Paul Pelletier, inks by David Micus, Cam Smith, Drew Hennessy, and Mark Pennington. Will Quintana is the colorist, and VC's Corey Pettit is the letterer, and Mike Del Mundo does the cover. And of the covers he's done for this uh, story arc, this one is probably my favorite. You have the dreaming maiden crying a tear as she uh, is in her crystal statue form. You have a really cool background of like snowflakes. And then you have a Wolverine that's kind of beat up and his costume is all like shredded kind of into his facial hair in a weird way. You know, in, in an odd way, the way his costume is ripped and his facial expression and his his facial hair and everything. A little bit of Sam Keith in this uh, cover, I think. I don't know if anybody else sees that or not, but um, it's a good cover. Definitely my, uh, of the Del Mundo covers we've had. They've all been good, but this is the first one that I wasn't like, man, I wish Poetier had drawn the cover. <laughs> so it's my favorite of his on this last story arc. Alright, so where we left off, the Covenant is, um, they had sent Wolverine back in the 30s to assassinate the Dreaming Maiden. When he didn't, he just hit her, and so now they're taking revenge. And Wolverine got rescued by his gang of ex-girlfriends. He calls them his gang of pissed-off ex-girlfriends. And so now we find them in Louisiana. And I gotta say again, I know I said it when we talked about issue 316, but I really enjoy seeing Pelletier draw Wolverine in his very original costume from his first appearance. It looks nice. So we have Wolverine leading his gang of ex-girlfriends through the swamp. 
and we get a little exposition as they ask for ask him to fill in what's going on and he explains the covenant runs through all the members talks about the job he didn't do that he was supposed to do and it's funny because the uh the ghosty girl who came and got Melina she says it kind of gets the, maybe the impression that maybe she knew even back then what Wolverine did because he says yes if there had been any other way, I'm sure someone might have pursued that option. You know, talking about how they were forced to assassinate the Dreaming Maiden. So, I don't know, just the way the words are emphasized, I feel like Bun may be kind of insinuating that if she knew what Wolverine did. Or at least, if she didn't know specifically what he did as far as hiding her in the caverns or whatever, that she at least knew that he, he didn't actually kill her. Anyway, we, we Wolverine's telling his... his ex-GFs that uh, he wanted no part of him anymore that they had more jobs but he he skedaddled out of there so now they find the the dreaming maiden has been calling out to Wolverine through dreams and they come to an old abandoned riverboat and Wolverine says he'll go in first and they'll know when to come in <laughs> I love Pelletier's art but there's one scene here um Alright, on the page where Wolverine is getting on the boat and cutting through the guards, on that first page, the third panel, like Wolverine slicing through this guy's machete, and his arm looks very, like, weirdly contorted. It's actually a cool panel, because I like when Wolverine's like, I don't know, I know it's kind of pretty commonplace in today's comics, but, you know, it's not... I guess maybe as groundbreaking as it used to be with some of the guys that I remember first seeing doing it. Maybe it was done before then, but you know, the Frank Miller, Tom McFarlane thing where a guy's face is all shaded out except for the teeth, you know, making a grimace or a maybe a smile. Anyway, that part's cool, but his arm is like turned completely or like it's on the left side of his body. And the way the fist is, you know it's his left arm. And I'll explain this the best I know how. Um, so you notice his left arm, and it's on the left side of his body. It's almost like, hey, I know what it looks like. It looks like his shoulder is in his armpit. Like it looks like someone yanked his left arm off and stuck it back on upside down. Like just the way his arm is turned and his elbows bent. Yeah, I don't know. You have to see it to really get what I'm talking about, but. That's what it looks like. It looks like someone came and ripped off Wolverine's left arm and stuck it back in with the shoulder down <laughs> instead of up. Anyway, I love Pelletier's art. That's probably the only negative thing I'll say about it. But that's definitely very wonky looking. Anyway, Wolverine makes quick work of the guards and goes into the boat. And this whole page is fantastic looking. Art is just great. We have lots of nice shading. And Wolverine knows that other people are in there. We get a... <laughs> and he smells out the room. I gotta say this bottom panel, where you see Wolverine's eyes, his eyes are kind of cat-like. Very much a callback. Again, not only is he wearing the costume from his first appearance. If you listen to episode 10, where uh, me and my friend Kimber Sinclair talked about Wolverine's first appearance, you know, there's a part where we talk about kind of the difference in the costume from... Hulk 180 to 181. And we talked about how the good part of it was his eyes made him look feral and almost cat-like or like a Wolverine. 
So we get the bottom panel on this page where his eyes look very cat-like and like Wolverine. So it looks cool. It looks really cool, actually. So then a couple of the guys in the Covenant come in. Wolverine's ex-pissed-off ex-girlfriend reinforcements come in. And we start fighting. And Wolverine's cutting through. You know, it's kind of weird because it cuts the big guy, the big bad guy with the kind of the trolley ears. He stabs him through the arm. In the next panel, you see him like looking at his arm. and There's like weird eyeballs on tentacles coming out. But we don't really come back to that. So it kind of happens for no reason. Um, I'm not really sure. It's kind of pointless. And you get this like look of him with these like, like, okay, well, his skin's not made out of skin. He's got like eyeballs in his arm. But then turn the page and you never see it again. <laughs> so I don't know. It's kind of, kind of lame. But you have them fighting. Let's see. Oh, the drifting chaos. So somehow the Covenant has decided to use the Dreaming Maiden instead of calling and being a beacon to draw the end of the world near with her dreams. They found a way to use her to keep it at bay somehow. And I don't really understand what they're getting at here and I'm not all that interested in it. So, I don't know. The Wolverine keeps fighting and they defeat the Covenant. But we see, they say, if we don't control the dreams, the drifting chaos will come. An engine of entropy and destruction like none other will be be drawn to us like a moth to the flame. And it looks like a big celestial is what they're referring to. And Pelletier's drawing of this possible scenario of this celestial looking entity destroying the world is a great drawing. It looks fantastic. Wolverine's like, no, you can't have her. And the one of the other Covenant guys comes in and, and starts shooting, but Wolverine jumps in the way and takes the bullets. And then he's dreaming, and he's dreaming with the Dreaming Maiden, and he says that, for a while, yeah, I cannot remember you, even if I wanted, but then I could remember. I just didn't want to because I didn't know how to help you. I knew this day would come when you wouldn't be silent any longer. Okay, now I'm thinking that this part is actually kind of cool because it says for a while, yeah, I couldn't remember, which I'm going to assume refers not to him like, oh, I went off and I'm a jerk and I forgot that I told you I was coming. You know, eventually he gets, you know, wrapped up in all the Weapon X stuff. Now, granted, that's probably a good 30 or so years, maybe even closer closer to 40. So I guess he is still kind of a jerk. (laughs) But as far as not being able to remember, you know, he lost all his memories for a long time. And then he could remember everything or most things. But he says he didn't want to because he didn't know how to help her. But then Wolverine wakes up and the statue of the Dreaming Maiden is all broken up. Or broken up in places. Like the head's knocked off and there's chunks missing. And then we kind of wrap that up and we switch back to the Jean Grey School for Higher Learning. And Wolverine is meeting with Melita in in the library, kind of like where the story started. And remember, he can't remember her because Dr. Rot removed the memories of her. And Melita says, we don't have to do this, Logan, not after all that's happened. Maybe we need some time. But Wolverine is like, I want to do this. Melita, my memories were ripped from me. I don't even know all the things that I've forgotten. But you, I know I've forgotten you. And I know... I know I want to remember. 
And then this is kind of strange. We have a whole crystal statue of the Dreaming Maiden out in the courtyard at the X-Mansion. Um, I'm kind of confused. Did he, like, super glue her back together? Or, like, you know, when I was a kid, I would knock down, you know, one of my mom's. She had random, like, glass or porcelain things around the house sometimes. And it would get bumped and fall over and break. And my dad would, like, super glue it back together. And not, like, behind her back. She knew. <laughs> not like, oh, hurry, glue it before she gets home. Don't tell mom. But, um. Yeah, he glued it back together. So I'm wondering if that's what Wolverine did. He just got like some X-Man super glue and, and put the statue back together and put it by his fountain. I don't know. Or maybe it's actually the Dreaming Maiden and she's still calling out for the end of the world. I don't know. I will say Pelletier's face is really good though because Melita's face when Wolverine's like, I know I've forgotten you, but I know I want to remember. It's a really good like, Kind of hurt, but kind of sympathetic. Like, I wish I could help you, but it kind of hurts my feelings that you forgot me, even though it's not your fault. So I don't really blame you, but it still hurts. I don't know. But that was a really well-drawn face that conveyed a lot of emotion. So again, kudos to Pelletier's art. Uh, then we switch to the Alps and the Covenants all back together. And they end with, let's get back down to business. And that very unceremoniously ends this chapter of the Wolverine series. This fell flat for me in a lot of ways. It, But also in a lot of ways, you know, I remember I didn't like the first part at all. And then I really, really liked the second part. And this third part, I kind of like. <laughs> There's good parts to it. The art is fantastic. The writing, even in the issue, is up and down. Uh, there's some parts that are really cool. We don't waste too much time with the Covenant. But yeah, um, it's pretty good. But man, not not really the way I would have picked it in the series. I don't really... I mean, I guess because we know like right around the corner we're getting the new Marvel Now Wolverine stuff. But So maybe you couldn't do like a big shebang. But it just... You know, I, I kind of had, had mused whether the series would end with a, a Wolverine-style bang or a whimper and... I wouldn't. I don't want to slam this as a whimper, but it is definitely not a bang. It's just kind of a regular indoor speaking voice. <laughs> We're going out with your inside voices, please. Yeah, I don't really find there's a whole lot to to talk about as far as it was just it was a kind of a letdown for being the last issue of of the series, even though it's not really. But you know, still. A little, little disappointing. But, you know, overall, because the art was so good and because there were some some nice elements to some of the story, I'm going to give Wolverine 317 two claws. Okay, that said, you know, in Marvel Now, coming up next, we get to replace the Wolverine series with not one, but two Wolverine books. We have The Savage Wolverine uh, by Frank Cho. And we have The Solo Wolverine by Paul Cornell and Alan Davis. Which I like the way Davis draws Wolverine always. So that should be cool. Okay, so basically what I've kind of read about these. um, Of the two, I'm looking forward most to just the adjectivalist Wolverine. Um, Savage Wolverine, okay. I like Frank Cho's art a lot. 
I don't know if I've ever read anything he's written or not. I'm not sure. I want to say I don't think so. But he's a good artist. I'm not sure about the premise of the book. I have no qualms with Wolverine going to the Savage Land. He's definitely had some adventures there. So it's kind of weird that that's the name of the book when you know he can't stay there forever. So it's like the Savage Wolverine in the Savage Land at first. (laughs) But then it'll be the Savage Wolverine somewhere else. Savage-ish. We, I don't know. So that part's kind of funny to me. And the team up with Shanna the She-Devil, not too excited about. Um, Like I said, I've never read Frank Cho's writing so, that I know of. So I'll give it a shot. Obviously, I'm going to gonna buy it because it's Wolverine. and I'm, I'm sure it'll be good. I guess I'm maybe just a little bit cynical because I feel like part of this is like Frank Cho is like, Ah, I did a Shanna the She-Devil series that you didn't buy. And not very many other people bought it either because it got canceled. But I really wanted to do it. So I'm going to put it in my Wolverine book. And now, haha, you'll still buy Shanna the She-Devil in a series. Even if I did get it canceled. <laughs> and maybe I'm just being a jerk. But I kind of feel like there's some of that going on in that... Like, that was a pet project of his, and more power to him, man. I actually, you know, I I make fun, and I jest, but I like when creators do a project that they're excited about, and it is kind of a pet project for them. Shannon the She-Devil is not my favorite, but apparently Frank Cho really likes her. I will say there were some good covers on that series. Frank Cho draws a, uh, you know, as opposed to some of the Image 90s guys... Or, I'm sorry, as opposed to some of the 90s image guys who drew a lot of very Barbie, skinny girls with huge breasts. Frank Cho, I mean, it's still comic books, and there's still, I guess, a certain sexiness inherent in both the male and female characters, but especially the female characters. But his sexy is a more realistic sexy with, you know, curvy women who aren't all thin so I appreciate that as both that's kind of my taste but also because I feel like it doesn't go as far to reinforce like negative female image issues as your kind of glammed up 90s art did at times um so that's cool yeah, so that's that's the Savage Wolverine series. That's where that looks like it's going to go. I, you know, I am looking forward to it, just not as much as the other. The other one I'm looking forward to quite a bit. Uh, Cornell is calling it the Ultimate Adult Wolverine. And, you know, I put a thing on, on the Facebook page, which if you haven't liked, you can go like it. Or I'm sure most of you check out News and Rama anyway. But there's a thing on there with Paul Cornell talking about the Wolverine series and just saying that, you know, he wants to tie into the Claremont. He views Claremont as a guy who defined Wolverine. But he talks about him as the ultimate adult, someone who's gained an impossible amount of experience and has finally allowed himself to mature because of it. He is a superhero I would most trust with my child, which is not to say there aren't going to be occasions where he finds himself forced to rip things apart. 
I thought that was a good description. And sounds like a Wolverine book I would like to read. Uh, apparently it's going to be more like down to earth, which is cool. Good thing for Wolverine book to be. And it's going to be apparently be really solo-ish. You know, he, Cornell realizes that Wolverine's on a crap ton of teams. This book will definitely have a, a supporting cast, but apparently it'll be a more normal supporting cast. Like just regular dudes and gals. Kind of as a backdrop for Wolverine. So that sounds really exciting. I won't quote the whole article, but I thought it was good. And of course, like I said, Alan Davis drawing Wolverine is always a treat. So that series looks really cool. So um, that's the one I'm looking the most forward to of the two. But I am genuinely looking forward to both series quite a bit. So anyway, I just wanted to cover, even though I felt like the issue was kind of a letdown and kind of an uncelebrated end of the series. I wanted to celebrate the end of the series and give it kind of its own place in the podcast. You know, because I don't know if if Paul Cornell's book, which, you know, he won't be on it forever. I don't know if that book will eventually return to the original numbering like, you know, this series did or what. But for now, this is the end of this current Wolverine until uh, I guess it's January something or maybe the beginning of February where the other ones start coming out. They won't go a whole month without a Wolverine book. So at least one of them will come out in January. But yeah, so I just, you know, like I said, I just wanted to uh, have a little special mini episode to uh, to honor the end of the Wolverine series for a month or so. <laughs> it sounds kind of lame when you say it out loud, but whatever. It's what I wanted to do. So um, I would love to hear everybody else's thoughts on the new series, what you're kind of expecting from it. Like I said, it looks like Savage is going to be super epic action-y. And it was like regular Wolverine is going to be more down to earth, less fantastic. I don't mean that in the quality of the book. I mean, just mean like as far as fantasy. So yeah, but uh, I would love to hear everybody else's opinions, expectations. Which one are you going to read first? If they both come out on the same day, which I don't think they do. But if they did, of course, that's a loaded question because I actually save my favorite stuff for the end. So I read the stuff I want to read most last. <laughs> anyway, I would <laughs> all that to say, I would love to hear which one you want to read the most, whether that be first or last for you. doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, so email me at snitcast at yahoo.com with uh, opinions about how this Wolverine series ended and how you think the next two will start. Whether you're glad we have two instead of one, or maybe you think that's a little too much Wolverine. I say you can't have too much Wolverine, though we are precariously close to 90s overload. But still, I don't think two series is too much. A third would maybe maybe push even my desire, or the limit of my desire. But anyway, so yeah, let me know about what you think about that. Um, like I said, email at snitcast at yahoo.com. Uh, go to facebook.com slash snit podcast fan page and you know like the page communicate on there leave an iTunes review uh, on Twitter now at snitcast so those are all the different ways yeah uh, I want to make one kind of refer to one thing um 
Pat on the Facebook page had uh, suggested that I'm not sure if he was suggesting that I do this instead of what I'm doing. I try to answer the, his question uh, on there in either light, but um, or whether he wanted me to do it in addition to what I'm doing. But and I think he actually said this before he listened to episode 10. Uh, Pat, you correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, but basically he said, had a good idea, and something I was kind of thinking about, and he compared, in comparison to the Danger Room podcast, said that uh, he would enjoy it if I went back and did the Wolverine series starting at number one and did like a retro kind of back issue thing. Now I gotta say, I've enjoyed all the episodes. I've enjoyed making them for you guys. Uh, I enjoy, I generally, by the time I've done editing, I've heard it all, the whole episode at least twice. So I don't really listen to it from the website or iTunes or anything, but um, I enjoy listening to it while I'm editing it. So I, I'm hoping y'all enjoy it too. But that said, episode 10, where we did Wolverine's first appearance, was my favorite and the most fun to do. Part of it was just having another person. Uh, part of it was having that person be one of my best friends and a f- all-around funny dude, Cameron Sinclair. Um, I will say I'm enjoying going over the current stories too much to quit doing that. So that's not an option. I'm going to take that off the table. But doing episode 10, Wolf Wolverine's first appearance, did get me thinking that it would be cool to, at the very least, hit highlights in Wolverine's chronology. I don't think I would want to skip all the way to Wolverine number one. I feel like there's too many things I would want to talk about before that in, um, you know, just X-Men stuff. But yeah, I'm definitely thinking about sprinkling some back issue episodes in amongst the regular episodes. Um, probably would not be as fast as some of you would like to see me do that, if you're in favor of that. I would like to know what everybody else thinks about that. I think it's a good idea. Uh, Pat kind of vocalized something I was already kind of starting to kick around my brain. So I definitely see where he's coming from. I want to say thank you, Pat, for the ideas. And thank you just for... Uh, Putting stuff on the Facebook page a lot. I really appreciate that. Uh, been a lot of fun reading, reading your stuff and hearing your ideas. So keep them coming. But yeah, definitely uh, going to try to work out a plan to uh, to highlight Wolverine's past. Or, you know, maybe I'll... I was looking the other day at a website that uh, had his complete chronology as a release. Not like trying to timeline all the stories, but just like as when they came out. And I may go through that and either hit some highlights or I may just go through it, even if I do like big chunks at a time. May not go into a whole lot of detail on all the Uncanny stuff. For one thing, the Danger Room podcast is getting close to that era too. And I don't, I personally love that podcast and I'm not competing with it. So if I do do some of the same doo-doo, <laughs> If I do do some of the same issues as them, I want to make sure I'm doing it in a very different way. Or, you know, try to make it very distinctly from the Wolverine perspective so that there's no... so that it complements anything they might do. Because honestly, A, I like the Danger Room podcast a lot and I enjoy listening to it. And B, they were here first. So I don't think it'd be right for me to just be like, okay, well, I'll take it from here, guys. 
and I don't want to. But I will want to cover some of that part of Wolverine's history, so I'm trying to kind of think of ways to do that without just being the same as them. Because I know there are definitely similarities in just in the fact that we both podcasts review the comics and kind of go through the story with you. Uh, they go into a lot more detail. They actually almost kind of read it to you, which is really enjoyable. Um, anyway, enough of that. So yeah, those are just things I'm thinking about. And I would love to hear, you know, Pat's had some really good ideas. So I want some of you other listeners like the Facebook page and start giving some of your ideas. Because see, I listen and I acknowledge and I consider and think about it's not just lip service i really do it and i really enjoy interacting i've really enjoyed interacting with pat on the facebook and would love to get uh some more of you guys involved with that anyway so that's enough pandering of that sort (laughs) all right well uh that is that so uh i don't know maybe marvel was on to something you know maybe they ended the series because they know the world's gonna end i don't know this may be my last episode Anyway, uh, barring the apocalypse, I will see you guys next episode. All right, take care.